will be here for season three at some point. Come on, Jason, if you're listening, get to getting already, please, sir. You think that'll work, Kevin? You think he'll listen to this and then let us know when season three is coming? Uh, to be honest, I actually hope he's not listening because then that means he's working on the show. <laughs> Hello, Greyhounds. Welcome to Ted Lasso is Life, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Duong. Today, we'll be talking Ted Lasso at the Emmys, and I'll be joined by Ted Lasso superfan, Chrisanne Morgan. How are you doing, Chrisanne? <laughs> I'm doing great, Kevin, and I like that as a moniker. Superfan, Ted Lasso superfan. I like it. I like it. I think we'll go with that. Well, it is very fitting. Uh, so just a quick note for our listeners, since we're a Ted Lasso podcast, we'll mainly be talking about what happened with Ted Lasso at the Emmys. I thought they were great at the Emmys. As always, I love seeing the cast and I love seeing everything that they're wearing and how they look. Um, and I thought, you know, acceptance speeches were wonderful. And I just have to give a shout out to, uh, to Hannah because she's so genuinely happy for other people's success and wins. It's just lovely to see that. It's just lovely. What did you think, Kevin? Well, at the highest level, just seeing a group of great people being happy together made me happy. And like the easiest way to see this, like on the beautiful episode cover you created, like you can see Hannah holding hands with Juno on one hand and then an arm over Brett with the other. And just, just, it's just great seeing good people have fun, you know? Yeah. Watching them interact together is really fun and very, it brings me a lot of joy to watch too. Yeah, I agree. It just makes me kind of wish that there were like four armies a year or something, because once a year, it feels like it's definitely not enough. So the first award Ted Lasso won on the night was Brett Goldstein with Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy the Series. The hardest part of being in Ted Lasso is being in a scene with anyone from this cast and not ruining the take by just staring at them and going, God, you're good. And uh, last time I was here, I was told not to swear, and I did, and I'm sorry, but it meant the feed got cut back home in the UK, so my family never got to hear me say this. So thank you for this second chance. Uh, Mum, Dad, Tara and Matt, Zebby and Bo, I fucking love you. I really do. I'm so sorry. I'll be better. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, the most important question for me, did you believe Brett when he said he wasn't going to swear this time, Chrisanne? Well... I actually wondered, but I'm, I'm happy that he did because it wouldn't be Brett without the F-bomb. Definitely. And although I did believe for like a millisecond, then I remembered he's also a comedian and comedians love their callbacks. And you can tell Ted Lasso's written by a bunch of comedians while the callbacks they have. So I knew when he mentioned at the beginning, it would probably come back at the end. Yes, I thought it was a brilliant callback. Brett is the first to repeat as Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series since Jeremy Piven in 2007. I have a lot of thoughts on this. But, um, <laughs> I will tell you that it does come back to Ted Lasso and then, so uh, try to join me for the ride. Uh, so first of all, 2007, that makes me feel fucking old. Oh my God. Speak for yourself, friend. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Chris Ann is actually older than me then, despite her very youthful sounding voice. <laughs> Uh, second thing, very interesting since both Jeremy Piven's character, Ari Gold, and Brett Goldstein's character, Roy Kent, very, very infamous for dropping a lot of F-bombs and swearing. So I wonder if that has a bit of connection there, repeating as a Best Supporting Actor. 
That would be an interesting thing. And I, you know, I wasn't old enough to watch stay up that late and watch the Emmys in 2007. So I'm afraid I can't join you in, in breaking that down. But <clears throat> I, uh, I think they're just, they were both such standout characters, you know, such stunning and wonderful characters, well acted. Um, and Brett, I feel like Brett brings just so much of who he is as a person and his humanity and his compassion to Roy Kent. So, it, you know, it's always been very clear to me that our, our gruff Capitan has, you know, a very, very soft heart underneath all of the, all of the gruffness. Yeah, and you explained uh, the difference between the two right there. Like, Ari was funny, but he was an asshole. But Roy Kent, of course, you said, is a softy as heart. Oh, absolutely. That's why we love him so much. And then the last point I had on this whole tangent was I really liked Entourage a lot this time, and I was saddened how bad it got. Like, I didn't finish the series because it just the quality deteriorated so much. So I wonder if that kind of might be like a sign that, you know, if Jason planned on just three seasons for Ted Lasso, maybe we should just stick to the three. I am a person who loves the idea of them wrapping up this, you know, the whole show in three seasons, the way that they planned it. But in my heart of hearts, I would be lying if I said that I wanted that for real. I mean, I would love if the show went on for a few more seasons. Yeah, I've been back and forth on this, but I think for me, it would make the most sense, like as a, I guess, quasi-compromise if they had the three seasons and then they kind of had like just a fourth and final one to just like kind of check up on how everyone's doing. And especially since we're Ted Becker fans, if they do get together, then, you know, a bit of glimpse of the domestic life together. I would love that. The second award Ted Lasso won that night was Jason Sudeikis for Best Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. Nuts. Okay. So, thank you. I, I mean, I've, I have sat at home and watched award shows. My mom loves award shows, and I always bust people's balls that get up here and say, I, had, I didn't think I had an idea. I, I had a chance. Uh, and I really didn't because, I mean, like, an amazing, an amazing group uh, that I was uh, nominated with. Um, so I, I'm not overly prepared. But I did take classes at the Second City. So I'm, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. So have you seen the video of um, this? Jason looks really stunned when they called out his name, and that's because he was actually not the favorite. Bill Hader from Barry was, and he had actually won the last two times he was nominated. And plus the dynamic duo Steve Martin and Martin Short from Only Mortars in the Building also has strong consideration. So I actually had someone message me saying, is Jason really shocked that he's just a good actor? Because like, obviously people within the fandom, we... Have the highest regard for him, but based on that research I found, I would say that he was very much genuine with his reaction. What do you think of uh, his speech, Jefferson? When I first saw him, and I mentioned this to you, I thought he almost seemed apologetic. I do think that the good big Western boy that he is, though, just shone through, and I do think that he probably didn't expect to win because they listened so much, you know, to the sources, the pundits, talk about who the favorites are, but I almost thought he also seemed a little apologetic. You know, I think it comes from that Midwestern attitude. I'm a Midwesterner, so I, you know, I can relate on that level. We're always very, uh, we're not the kind to automatically think that we're going to win something. 
if there's one thing you know Jason Stake is going to do is he's going to shout out people that he's loyal to and has been with before. And of course, he did that perfectly with um, the whole being shocked about winning and then not actually having a speech, but then relating that to his time at Second City. I thought that was really well done. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, it was great. The third award I lost the one was MJ Delaney for Best Directing for a Comedy oh, Series. Thank you to Jason Stakers and Brendan Hunt and Joe Kelly and Bill Lawrence for creating this thing that people love and letting me be a part of it. Um, there are so many people that I should thank, but it's really boring when non-famous people do this. So I would just say <laughs> I can't think of a more fun bunch of people to go to work with every day. I love you guys. Thank you. Oh, Apple and Warner. I remember now that that is important. Thank you. Sorry. So I think besides Cheryl Lee Ralph's speech, I think this was probably my second favorite speech of the night. Although to be fair, I didn't watch the entire uh, broadcast. But MJ, she was like so adorable. Like she almost felt sorry for being there. And then threw in the classic British self-deprecation, just, you know, very endearing. And she even got the boss man to laugh. So I think she did a pretty good job. And uh, you've actually um, been in the presence of MJ, haven't you, Chris? I, yes, saw her at this wonderful For You Consideration event with the Ted Lasso cast, where they did a panel. And MJ, I actually wanted her to speak more. I loved how she was adorable. And I think that the cast themselves just, if there's one quality that I can say that they all share is humility. Um, but MJ was brilliantly funny and she's very smart and very, I mean, she understands comedy, but it's also just a very naturally funny person. Well, on the bright side, at least we'll get more of MJ from a directing point of view, since it was reported by Young Chavez that MJ Delaney will be directing both episodes one and two of season three. So definitely looking forward to that. Yes. When will we get them? When? Well, as Jason mentioned in the best comedy acceptance speech, he did kind of mention season three, but also <sighs> not really. We'll get to that. And just a quick, one more quick note on MJ before I move on. Uh, the predictions had her kind of in the middle of the pack in terms of uh, potentially winning this award. So it was kind of a mild upset. So maybe that's why she was so happy. So congrats again to MJ Delaney. And the fourth and final award Ted Lasso won on Emmy's night was Best Comedy Series. The show is about good and evil. The show is about, like, the truth and lies. The show is about uh, all that stuff, but it's mostly about our response to those things. And, and your response to our show has been overwhelming. And, uh, and they can hear all that, you know. That's like, this mic is low and far, but super sensitive. Um, <laughs> uh, but thank you uh, again so much. Otis Daisy, I love you very much. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you for season three at some point. Jason Sudeikis, I love the man, but sometimes he'll be spitting out word salad and you're trying to understand what he just kind of said. And then he'll pull something so profound like what he just said here with what the meaning and essence of Ted Lasso is. I just really like the way you said that. I do too. And it's so true. I mean, really, when you boil it down, it's exactly what the show is about. And especially that last point, um, because a lot of depression and anxiety is how you respond to something because the event happens, but it's how you respond to it that kind of makes you be able to move on or you kind of spiral. So that line, how our response to things is pretty relevant, especially considering the context of how mental health was such um, a key theme for the second season. They came with some really, really wonderful plot points 
about how to deal with anxiety and depression. And I feel like it's also a little bit of a reminder to let people know that how you respond to something is, is a choice. You know, some people don't necessarily feel like they have the choice to choose to respond to something in one way or the other. And I feel like Ted Lasso really brings that home. Well, like Ted said himself, every choice is a chance. Well, good eye, small friend. I like that. And to kind of combine both the times Jason spoke, like, I felt like he thanked every single person who ever even, like, stepped on the set or the production building. Like, this man is just, like, so genuine. And I think he said, I believe in the GQ interview, that Ted is essentially Jason on, like, two beers and an empty stomach. I love that the show is about people and how real they are. But also how they're aspiring to be the best possible human beings that they can be. And I feel like the show also inspires people to be the best people that they can be. Um, just very subtly, you know, not without hitting anybody over the head with it. Which is why I feel like it's broken so many molds and really won things and taken, you know, the country, the, the, the viewers by, by storm. They've really captured hearts and minds internationally. I wish Jason had been a little bit more forthcoming in uh, letting us know when season three was going to happen. <laughs> we'll be here for season three at some point. Come on, Jason, if you're listening, get to getting already, please, sir. You think that'll work, Kevin? You think he'll listen to this and then let us know when season three is coming? Uh, to be honest, I actually hope he's not listening because then that means he's working on the show. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Good shout. I like that. This is kind of behind the scenes, but I've been trying to book interviews. And then for one of them, they're like, oh, we're actually pretty busy for the next couple of weeks. And my first thought was like, yeah, like the delays have really been bothering me. I would kind of hate myself a lot if I was responsible for <laughs> So Ted Lasso won a total of four Emmys that night, which meant the other two that they could have won, they lost. So the first one that they lost was for writing for Jane Becker for No Weddings and a Funeral. That one I took kind of hard sense. No Weddings and a Funeral is my favorite Ted Lasso episode. I believe it's one of your favorites as well, Chris Allen, right? Oh, it is. I love it so much. Such a great episode. The script was the one I was hoping, rooting for the most. So kind of disappointing that didn't win. Uh, but yeah, like I mentioned, there was a lot of good things about the episode, which meant a lot of good people mm -hmm. were nominated. And unfortunately, they didn't get to win. So just doing a quick shout out for them here. AJ Catlin for editing. Nikki Austin for makeup, Ellie Taylor for Sassy Smurf, like such an epic evisceration of Rupert. How did that not even get nominated, uh, let alone win? That was, she was robbed. And of course, one of the stars of the show, Hannah Waddingham. Yeah, it would have been really amazing, I think, to see Hannah, Brett, and Jason all win their categories again. But you have to shout Hannah out, though. She really, really cheered for everybody. Her spirit is just so lovely. I mean, watching her, uh, you know, cheer everybody on, even in her own category, just everybody else's joy making her so happy is, oh, so good. So, so good. So it's interesting you say that because there was an actual clip of her kind of explaining that. Cheryl and I saw each other and I went, are you ready? I hope you're ready because it's your night, lady. Wow. Because I'd seen her on the show yeah. and I was like, that is something special and beautiful. Aside from all the wealth of other work in her career, yes. 
And I was like, are you ready? And my God, was she ready but with she the most so magnificent. Wasn't it the most beautiful speech? Oh my God. Honestly, even thinking about it nearly makes me in tears yes. because we are older women who've been here a long time. Yeah, but, but, but we're learning from you. And oh my so beautiful. God, it it's was like... absolutely beautiful. So I said during Emmy season, I think at least a few times that if Ted Lasso had to lose Emmys, I'd be okay if it went to Abbott because those are literally the only two shows I watch. But um, yeah, after uh, seeing uh, Cheryl's speech, like that was definitely beyond my wildest dreams. Like probably the greatest acceptance speech I've ever seen in my life. I am an endangered species, but I sing no. Victim song. I am a woman. I am an artist. And I know where my voice really cool is that um, I love Quinta Brunson on the Black Lady Sketch Show that she did with Ashley Nicole Black, writer for Ted Lasso. And now I'm going to get into El Abbott Elementary, not only because you love it, Kevin, but because um, I love Quinta. Apparently she started out as like a viral BuzzFeed star. So pretty... Big glow up. Ted Lasso is kind of that kind of glow up. When you think about it, when they started in 2013 as just a little football sketch commercial, winning Emmys left, right, and center. So to bring those two clips together, when Hannah said, like, just listening to almost brought me to tears, it actually literally did bring me to tears. Like, I didn't know much about Cheryl Lee Ralph, but apparently she's been in the TV film game for like over 40 years now. So in a way, it was kind of like a Lifetime Achievement Award, but her performance on Abbott still definitely worthy of recognition. So, like, when she was singing, you could hear the motion in her voice. You could see the motion in her face. Like, she was actually similar to Jason in that, like, she was just, like, sitting motionless for a few seconds because, like, she was so in shock. So, yeah, it was um, definitely something. I love watching moments like that where you guys just see your favorite performer or star just starts being in that moment and people just genuinely emoting as human beings. It's such a beautiful thing to watch. And uh, a really amusing anecdote, um, Cheryl posted um, a screenshot from uh, her family group chat. So Cheryl's son texted, random thought, I bet 10 bucks mom sing, I'm an endangered species for her acceptance speech, to which Cheryl replied, bet 100. And she sang literally that song. And then uh, I think the day after she won, her son tweeted back, hey, mom. <laughs> I love that. What a great little peek into their lives. Since we're a Ted Lasso podcast, obviously going to try to tie this back into Ted Lasso. And as for the speech portion of Cheryl's uh, acceptance, definitely a lot of uh, Ted Lasso vibes, especially since she did invoke the word believe. To anyone who has ever, ever had a dream and thought your dream wasn't, wouldn't, couldn't come true. I am here to tell you that this is what believing looks like. 
This is what striving looks like. And don't you ever, ever give up on you. Uh, so yeah, very moving song and very moving speech. And essentially what she's saying, just, just need to find that one person who believes in you. And we've seen that time and time again with this show. And I'm sure you have uh, some great examples for us, Chrisanne. And it's kind of connected to something we're going to talk about in a little bit. So I won't spoil it, but I do have many folks in my life who believe in me and uh, have shown that to me time and time again. So it's true. In fact, I'm wearing my Believe and Believe t-shirt right this very minute. I don't know if you can feel it or hear it in my voice, but I'm wearing it. No, man, you didn't tell me. We could have coordinated. I know we could have been twinsies. Next time. Next time, yeah. Uh, so just a quick note on Abbott Elementary then. I mentioned it's only one of the literally two shows I watch, and they share a lot of similarities. And um, like, there's a lot of overlap between uh, two fan bases. And in terms of the actual shows, they both have bubbly, super kind lead characters. They're really funny, really smart with a lot of heart, and just has that feel-good factor. You know, When you watch an episode of Ted Lasso, a lot of people use analogies like, a weighted blanket and Abbott gives that same vibe and luckily depending how much you love drama it's not as dramatic or dark so yeah it's a lighter lighter watch which is good to quote ted uh i'm gonna take your recommendation about abbott elementary and i'm going to snuggle up under a weighted blanket with a box of snuckers sounds like a plan indeed uh so jason was also involved in a quick little funny skit hi uh, how you doing, Camille? Okay. Uh, may I get a, a mojito or three mojitos extra muddled, please? I don't know how to make that. Here. Just take this. It's bottle service oh. today. Oh. <laughs> Tip? Oh, thank you. Don't mind if I do. Jason Sudeikis, everybody. If you have the same level of Ted Lasso brain rot as Chrisanne and I do, then you'll also have very strong recollections to this scene from season one. I get something stronger, like Jack on the Rocks or something. Double and a single in one. Uh, triple. All right, now on to the red carpet fashion. And of course, with the Ted Lasso cast, always starts with Miss Hannah Waddingham. And of course, as usual, she was stunning. Some would even say she looked like a princess. And when I say some, that includes Hannah's own daughter. And I'm going to take my Emmy's dress home and put it on her and just try and wrap it around her with, like, hair ties and things. Did she help you pick it out? No, she did, but when she saw it, she went, Mummy, you look like a princess. Aww. And it's like the ultimate affirmation, yes. you know? Yeah, she's my, my best little friend. Yeah, Hannah's dress was completely amazing, but we've come to expect that now because her stylists just give her the most amazing outfits to wear. Every time you see Hannah doing press, she's in some sort of a beautiful dress that fits her perfectly and just enhances her beautiful figure. Um, so she's she's definitely our queen. But I love, love, love. And I don't know if you noticed this as you watched them uh, in their red carpet looks. The cast almost dresses kind of in a way, in a manner befitting their characters, I'm noticing. Can I just call out Sarah Niles, though? She looked so glorious. That dress was just amazing. And she also wore a really impressive dress to the For You Consideration event that I saw her at. So we know she's got some good stylists as well. 
um, special mention Toheeb Jamo with his gorgeous suit. It's got this beautiful detail on his suit jacket and it was just stunning. Um, I really, really loved Cola Bocchini and his blue tux. That was gorgeous. And of course, bringing us mucho, mucho joy and having his buttons opened in Jamie Tart style uh, was Christo. I think that he looked amazing as well. Um, and I think that Roy, I think that, um, I'm sorry, Brett Goldstein is, it feels like he's, he's very, uh, he's very traditional and always rocking the beautiful tuxedo. Um, but I think that everybody looked amazing. I wanted to see Jason in another blue velvet suit. Um, and I would love to have all of the cast show up in some sort of a blue velvet suit number. I'm kind of wondering, and I don't know if he did this, but I would love to see uh, Nick Muhammad do his Nate strut. I wonder if he did that at all. Yeah, that'd be pretty cute. I, I failed to mention Juno. And Juno always looks amazing. She always has some really gorgeous, very kind of indie number going on. Or, you know, she's she wears these great designers as well. But she always looks so unique and so special, just like who she is. Her hair was really nice. Oh my God, yeah, that beautiful, sleek, long, straight look she had. We've got a really good looking cast. <laughs> and they dress amazing as well. As Juno's character would say, they're fucking fit. Fit and fierce. Oh, I saw a really great uh, joke about uh, Hannah's outfit. I don't think you mentioned uh, what she was wearing on her feet. So why don't you tell us about that? Oh, I I didn't see what she was wearing on her feet because the dress covers it, and I didn't happen to see it in the telecast either. Uh, you got to watch the red carpet. You'll have to fill me in. Are you going to make me watch the red carpet before you tell me, or you, will you tell me now? I'll make you watch it. <laughs> Hannah, like Rebecca Welton, famous for wearing very expensive designer heels, but this time she was actually rocking trainers, as they call them in the show. They were um, bedazzled as well, so definitely quite the look. Oh, can't wait to see those. And to reference the joke I mentioned, uh, for those who don't know, Jason is a huge sneakerhead. Like he wears some really rare pairs of shoes, mostly Nikes. But anyways, since he's such a big sneakerhead, uh, the joke was worse with Jason Sudeikis for three years, and then shows a picture of Hannah wearing these bedazzled trainers. So. Thought that was pretty hilarious. That's that's really funny. All right, and then a special section for this podcast. We're done with the Emmys part, but uh, to get to know my co-host Chris Ann a bit better, why don't you tell people how we met, Chris Ann? So I remember uh, when I first started watching Ted Lasso, I was a huge fan right off the bat. And so, of course, I went online and I wanted to seek out all things Ted Lasso, and I came across your Instagram page, your Instagram account. And I thought it was so amazing, so cool. I loved everything that you posted. And I immediately became your biggest fan. I just loved everything you posted. So to connect the dots for our people here, if you want to be the co-host on my podcast, all you have to do is become my biggest fan. <laughs> and I am. I'm definitely the president of the Kevin Duong fan club. Although it's more important that Chrisanne is also the biggest Ted Lasso fan. She's going to tell us a bit more about herself and as well as her special connection to the cast of Ted Lasso. So my connection to the cast is really interesting. One of my oldest and dearest friends that I've known since I was a young girl uh, is very good friends with Hannah. 
he suggested to Brendan that they see Hannah for the role of Rebecca, which you're about to hear the story of. And um, Todd has always stood by my side through the tough stuff in life. So when in November 2020, I was diagnosed with stage four invasive ductal carcinoma, which is a form of breast cancer, uh, Todd was by my side and there to support me. So one day when I was in the hospital, and this was over Thanksgiving, so I was alone by myself in a hospital room with a pretty grim diagnosis on Thanksgiving, and I see the WhatsApp phone ringing on my on my telephone, and I was like, oh, why is Todd calling me on WhatsApp? Well, the reason he was calling me on WhatsApp is because it was a conference call with Hannah, because he knew how much that I loved Ted Lasso and how much I talked about it constantly with him. Um, and there was Hannah on the line with Todd and they just cheered me up and we talked about really fun stuff and about the show and just about life in general. She's an absolutely wonderful human being. And she sang me a little song for me to remember to sing about being really healthy and uh, myself being happy and promised to write out the lyrics. And uh, she did that. She wrote out the lyrics for me and sent me a video singing it to me and, you know, sent me a couple of other encouragement videos. But then she got Brett and Jeremy to send me videos. And uh, Todd had asked Brendan to make me a video. So Brendan made me one as well. And then I was supposed to have gone to the season two premiere and I couldn't because I wasn't well enough. Um, and when Todd saw Brett, he asked about me and they decided to do another video for me as well because I couldn't be there in person. So my goodness, the gift of that support, not only are they just super kind people. I mean, if anybody did that, I would be you know, completely chuffed and just very excited that somebody took the time in their day to reach out to me. But because they were such beloved characters, um, it just felt amazing because the show had given me so much hope and had given me something to hang on to while I was going through a pretty grim time in my life. You know, it's, it's tough and then you just need breaks and you need things to kind of get your mind off of having stage four cancer, you know, and the pandemic, it all happened during the pandemic. So it was just so lovely. And I still listen to them. And I watch them on my phone some days when I'm not feeling 100% or when the, the journey gets a little tough going. And they just make me smile and laugh. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. They took time out of their days to do that for me. I couldn't ask for a better way to be uplifted and helped through what I'm going through. And by the way, I'm doing great, everybody. Um, I didn't want to bring the, the room down too much, but I am doing miraculously well. And I'm kicking butt and I'll be around for a good long time. So without further ado, we're going to share the videos the first video is Hannah talking about the experience with Tom Power of the CBC. And then the following videos are the videos that the cast sent me. The show means a lot to you guys, but the show 
has, has meant a lot to people during this pandemic and during some of the darker moments of their lives. And I have, a, I have an example of something I was going to read to you, but I thought I might ask you, can you remember a particular moment where a fan or someone who was sort of helped by the show told you something that was particularly meaningful to you? Uh, yes. And it's quite a, a weighty one. And I don't mean to, to it, I hope people see it as a, a thing of joy. A very good friend of mine, Todd Stashwick, who uh, was very instrumental in me being cast. He um, was asked by Brendan Hunt, our beloved coach, beard and writer. He was asked if he knew anyone that could play this part. And Todd said, well, who, what, what has she got to be like? And, and Brendan said, and he went, well, that's Hannah Waddingham. And that's how I got in the room in the first place. Cut to... Todd's great friend, Chris Ann, who is fighting her battle with cancer in LA. And he said to me, is there any way you could send her a message? Because your show through lockdown, when she's having her cancer treatment, has changed her life and given her hope and a light at the end of the tunnel. And so myself and several other of my castmates sent her video messages during the pandemic to help her through her treatment. And still today, I had a ticket for her for our premiere that we had uh, back at kind of uh, during August, um, which she wasn't able to come to because she was having a, a bad day that day. But she and I spoke video call when she was in hospital. And she said that you guys don't know what, what you have done for me. And to receive messages on top of that from you all saying, come on. I mean, Brett Goldstein sent her a message, effing and blinding, as Roy Kent going, you're an effing rock star. You are an effing superstar, Chris Ann. You're going to pull through this and you're going to be just fine. And she went, you will, you cannot know how much that has helped me. And to hear something like that is so humbling. My brain can't really compute it. And that's why I said I don't mean to bring people down or no. make them press or whatever. No. But that but that was easily the the biggest thing that has happened to me thus far on this journey to feel like you have created some some sense of joy or coping mechanism for somebody just by doing your your show and doing your job it's a massive massive privilege uh hello chris ann hi uh i'm brendan hunt and i'm not just coach beard but i'm also the son of a single mom so uh, Stashwick hit me to the situation and uh, I just wanted to come say hello um, give you whatever encouragement I can because I know it's probably fun being the party queen of Cedar sinai but uh, I hope you're able to get out of there before too long because here's the thing we're about to shoot season two of Ted Lasso and when I get back from doing that I expect to talk to you all about it so hang in there will you um, in closing one fuck cancer B Football is life. Roy, is that Chris Ann? Yeah, it's Roy Kent here. Apparently, word on the street is you're a fucking hero. You're a legend of some kind. From what I hear, you're one of the best people that people know. You're rolled up at the moment in some hospital, Cedars or something. You've got all sorts going on. Apparently, you're a tough bastard. And I respect that. I respect the shit out of that. I'm fucking impressed, Chris Ann. Sorry for my swearing, but it sounds like you can cope with it. Listen, I want you to say happy Thanksgiving. You stay well, you stay strong. I'm sending you love and love from everyone on the Ted Lasso crew. Now be good.
Chrisan, this is Jeremy Swift. I play Higgins in um, Ted Lasso. Sorry, I'm, I'm not looking in the right place. I just wanted to, um, I'm, you know, obviously a friend of Hannah's, and I just wanted to send you a megaton um, powerball of healing love and um, thinking of you and lots of love to you. Right, I've heard you're in recovery. Frankly, I'm fucking impressed and I'm fucking delighted for you. You keep getting better and I hope we see you soon. All right, now fuck off. I just peed myself. He's so scary. So we talk a lot about how good and great and lovely people the Ted Lasso cast is, but like, this is just like a prime example of that, like going out of the way to record these videos for Kristen when she's battling cancer and they've never met her before and their lives is just, yeah, like the meme says, we have no choice but to stand harder. Well, that is our first episode in the books. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, we'd appreciate if you follow, rate, and review. Be like Ted and give us a five-star certified fresh review. It's the easiest and free way to support us. And for more of my content, follow me on Instagram at Ted Lasso is Life. Until next time, Greyhounds, onward, forward. Yeah.